I've never been interviewed. Have John, have you ever been interviewed by Cal? Not on Voices no? of the Elephant. No? no. Thomas? Thomas, you? Uh, no, it was, wasn't was an interview. It was more of an accusation. You're listening to episode 170 of HP Ugly, this wonderful and rainy night in San Diego. I am your lovely host, Eric Van Johnson, and with me... I have the, the, the people I want sitting next to me during my impeachment trial. John Congdon. I like that you called yourself lowly. And I also like that we didn't go check uh, YouTube before we started recording this. So, whatever. Hey, we're, we're, we're restreaming. We know this stuff is working. And Tom, the man yes. right now. I am so glad to be here. Uh, and I have to just say, you will have the best impeachment trial it will be. I have so many things to be impeached on. It will be perfect, a perfect trial. <laughs> yep, yes. and everything will be written in Sharpie. Did you see that? I, I honestly that? couldn't believe it. I thought it was. I thought it was a parody. That was fake, wasn't it? Nope. I, I I totally thought it was fake. We're talking about Donald Trump's notes when he came out to to reread some of the things from the impeachment, and I saw it on Twitter. And I'm like. Yeah, that's funny. I get it. The marker thing he did with the whole map and now the mark. I, I, I Sharpie thing. I, I get it. That's funny. No, that was actually his notes. Yeah, that was that was his notes to himself. And it. I think it took about three hours, maybe less, until someone had turned that into an official font. So now you can actually download the Trump Sharpie notes font. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's, it's impressive. Well... Uh, <sighs> Apparently we are we are streaming all over the place. Uh, we're streaming on Twitch somehow. Um, we're using a new service uh, called Restream. I'm continuing to use this new software because OBS. I haven't even tested OBS and whether or not it's working with uh, if it's working with uh, the latest Mac OS. But um, I hope we're on. I hope we're on YouTube. I. I'm assuming we're on YouTube. We seem to be everywhere else, but <laughs> I don't. I don't actually see us on YouTube. I, I, oh yes, yes, we are on YouTube. Um, Once again, folks, this is a technology podcast. <laughs> yes, if you're joining us for the first time, we uh, we are professionals uh, who do this professionally, and we um, we code from time to time. So, yeah, fun stuff. All right. Uh, what's, I, I got, I've got like, I've got faces all over the place now. I can't even get back to where we were. What's everybody been up to, uh, past couple of weeks, Thomas, you bailed on us last week. John and I were really upset. Um, don't yeah. know what happened there, but if this is your first episode listening, Eric is clearly lying. No, no, I don't do that. Buttery, buttery confirms we are on YouTube. So we're we're good. Life is good for everybody. Um, been very busy. Uh, deployed a whole big thing I've been working on for a couple months, and the specs of it kept changing the entire time. And now it's time to go in and refactor the whole thing, and then deploy it again. Yeah, fun stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and I mean that's that's about it. You know the normal. Normal stuff. Cool. I had cool. code that I wrote probably a year ago that we pushed live that didn't go well at all. 
uh, pulled it back, refactored it, and changed it a bunch, and it went live last week. And for the first few days, no issues. And it's code that interacts with the asterisk uh, PBX servers. Mm. And then all of a sudden, what was it? Tuesday? Well, yeah, t- Tuesday. They just went to crap. The sound was horrible on phone calls. And the only thing that's changed was this code that went live. And it was been frustrating me for two days. And we think what was happening is we're taking advantage of a new feature in Asterisk that does media caching. So it can we could store files in S3 and then pull those down when needed. We actually went into the C code trying to figure out what the problem was. And if I'm reading it correctly, me and the other person that was looking at it, their key value store is not optimal at all. It's like you say, hey, go look in this bucket for this key. And it iterates over each key individually, looking, (laughs) looking for the key it needs. And then this we're basically talking about 1500 files on the on disk so it's every time you go to play any file it's now looking through 1500 files even though it's stored locally it's not one that we're getting from the media cache it's set to go through the media cache first oh it's not one of these 1500 let me go see if it's on disk oh there it is go play it seems reasonable And, and because we're talking about hundreds of calls at the same time that shot the load average up on these servers. Some we saw as high as four or five hundred on the load average. So all the all the sound was just garbled. It was horrible. Sounds like a uh, sorting algorithm problem. You need a binary tree on that or something. I don't know what they need. I, they need to look on disk before looking in the cache. That's all I gotta say. This wasn't. This is something that would never be in the cache. Stop being stupid. Stupid. We've had a rough week. We've had a rough week uh, just in general, Thomas. I think everyone has because, man, I had a rough week on just Tuesday. Like, I I was done with it on Tuesday. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and and both me and Jose an hour before – Jose is my boss. Both both me and him today an hour before we would normally get off work just said, you know what? We can't. I'm done. I'm done with this. (laughs) I'm done for the day. I'm tapping out. We're finished. Um. You know, had some problems with my car and had to take it into the mechanic and cost four hundred dollars and kids getting in trouble at school and all that stuff. I mean it's There's something weird about your camera, Thomas. Like what's going on with your camera? I don't know, is it brighter than normal? There's some sort of it's weird uh, it's like cut off at the top somehow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an cut angle. off. Like like you need you need to pull your camera down. There's like way too much of your roof up there. Yeah, yeah, a little more. Get that beautiful face in there. Which one do you want? Do you want the beautiful face or do you want the ceiling? <laughs> oh, man. You know, who, am, you know uh, who had a good week last week? Who had a good week last week? Uh, friend of the show, Sherry Wheeler. Sher- we were just talking about Sherry. Yes, we are a fan of Sherry. How did she have a good week? She was interviewed for Voices of the Elephant. Uh, so there's a what? nice yeah there's a nice half hour interview with her. You can hear all about what she does. I actually listen to it. Yeah, at Syntax yeah. Seed. Yeah, she mentions mentions hey. PHP Egly in it. 
Yeah, yeah. It, Wait, what? I it's weird that. that she would drag this... herself down to, to that level, but... Did she really? No. How did I not hear that? <laughs> no. Oh, you're killing me. You're killing me. Oh, <laughs> Eric is really low. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Marcus Moore. Get low. All right. Are you are you guys hearing me as low? No, I hear you fine. I hear you fine. You hear you hear me fine? All right, well then. Uh, we'll I, 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 I think he meant to write I wish in front of that. <laughs> That's mean. You're a mean person. You know else who had a really good right, well, really good week last week? Who's that? Who? All the Diego Dev developers. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Everyone's just rolling in the uh the benefits over there now, aren't they? Yeah. Oh man, it's like a, it's like a real company now. I don't know what to do. It's scary. I noticed yeah. I didn't get an offer letter. No, he didn't. It hasn't hasn't come in yet. You just you just keep waiting for it. It's, yeah. it's, you're in Colorado. E- emails take a little longer to get there. It's it's in the mail with my PHP ugly uh, lanyard. <laughs> you got your PHP ugly lanyard. Don't even. Yeah, don't it, even you, like hand you don't de- hand it. delivered by you in Washington D.C. <laughs> That's right. You should feel honored. <laughs> I was very honored. <laughs> gave me ten of them. The problem is we know what happened the last time we gave you an offer letter. Yes, yes. <laughs> we 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 have definitely sent out more offer letters than I ever thought we would be sending out for this company. But it's fun. We're excited. It's uh it's a it's an exciting time. So we'll see how it goes. We have a lot. We have so much happening. I mean, that's have, that's question one. Happening. Question one is how did that process go? Because from the uh, the purely observational position I hold in the company Slack channel, it seemed to go very smoothly. Man, hats off to John. I did nothing. John would ping me every now and then, and says, "Hey, does this make sense?" I'm like. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, I, I ping him, this, I'm about to spend more of your money. Are you okay with that? <laughs> yeah, John did. John did it all. I mean, I, I swear to God, I, 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 I was in a couple of meetings with a couple of the companies that we were thinking about going with. John and I had discussion about which one to pick, and that was it. Uh, everything else, John set up and and got moving. It was. Well, and this was a question I had for John. For me. Um, you at some point asked um, people's opinion on sick plus vacation versus just PTO, right? And then you and then you corrected yourself and said, "Oh no, it's it's a California requirement that the two things be separate." How did you even start looking this stuff up? Because I mean, as a programmer, I know my Google Foo for programming, but I have I do not have Google Foo for business law and stuff like that. Well, it turns out I was wrong on that too. So, don't don't quote me. <laughs> there, there's a law that you have to provide sick leave, but it doesn't say it has to be separate. So, it can be combined with PTO. You just have to offer at least three days off, um, as long as it can be used for sick time. Uh, it's just Google searching, and I found a an article that pertains specifically to California law. It's not like I was going and looking at like a California law book, because I'm not going to okay. spend time doing that. 
uh, I'm, I'm trying, I was looking for a blog or some sort of articles that would interpret the law for me and hopefully be correct. And are you, are you sending over your conclusions to a lawyer to like get reviewed before you guys go official with this stuff or? Absolutely. We, we have consulted with lawyers and we're using an HR company that does this. So, Oh yeah, I guess that is what HR does, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we, we have a, a company providing HR services, payroll, uh, they're handling taxes and payments and all that good stuff, all the benefits they're tracking. And we're creating a, an employee handbook, which they take into account, like, okay, what state are you in? And then as you're filling out things, they're like, because you're in California, this has already been chosen for you. you know. So it's kind of like the TurboTax stuff. Yeah. Exactly like that, yeah. Yeah. Yep, but that's what we need. We need, I want easy... And something that works. And the company we're using was actually re- referred to us by another company here in California. So, hmm. yeah, trust their input. They're using them, so we might as well as uh, do so. Yeah, so it's going along, going along real well. That's good. I mean, it, Work it seems is like crazy. It's, it seems like it's going smooth. I also want to thank all of our developers because they made the process smooth as well. Just. Getting into a one-on-one or two-on-one conversation, because Eric and I are bullies that way. Uh, Getting into a conversation with them, you know, we we had back and forth talking about all everything we're we're offering, trying to show, you know, compare apples to apples, and hopefully at the end of the day, everybody's happy. That's the goal. I, I feel like I feel like we could have been a little bit more aggressive with salaries because everybody was just way too quick to accept their salary. Ag- aggressive? Like, you mean wait, wait, aggressive and lower? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're, we're cutting. Every- like everybody was way too happy with the salary. So I'm like, oh, hold on, wait a minute. This this should be more of a fight. <laughs> so what I'm what I'm picking up is is thanks to everybody except for Kalen, who for some reason can't let anything be easy. Actually, actually, Kalen is the easiest one because he's a foreigner. He's a, not an employee. We'll just keep him just as he is right now. Yeah, that that actually that actually opened up a whole can of worms trying to uh, because Kalen is our, our friend to the north in Canada, and uh, we 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 were just going to make him an employee just to have everybody be employees across the board. And that just became super difficult for really <laughs> because he was, he, yeah. yeah, because he was out of the country and everything. We had, so he we would have, three, would he have to have a visa. Well, no, if he came here to work, yes. But because he's remote, our three options were keep him as a contractor, uh, become a Canadian company, like open a Canadian Ooh. office Ooh. Uh, and handle payroll and taxes and everything that way. Or, use a company that's in Canada as like a proxy. So they would pay him. We would pay them. Really? Right. So he, yeah. he actually wouldn't like be a direct employee anymore. He would, we would just be contracting him through another company. Huh? We're just going with the easy. The U S laws don't apply to him. All that work just yeah. for legal weed. <laughs> <laughs> Federal legal weed, right across the, across the country. We're so. getting close to that. There was a. Uh, uh, I don't think we'll ever get there. There was a vote that passed. 
I'd have to I'd have for, to look for it up. But. Federal legal weed. Yeah. I don't think you'll ever get there. I mean, alcohol never got there, right? Isn't alcohol still no, managed by? No. Well, I guess I guess it is legally. Yeah, I guess it's legal federal, but each state manages it differently. Well, there's a federal limit, like, and then each state can change that to a point. Like, you can't, right? You can't right. exceed the federal limits, right? Yeah, and the, there's federal bans on stuff like home distilling. And there was a federal ban on home brewing until the 90s. Does any of that relate to coding and programming and stuff? No, it's just business sure. stuff. We're, sure we're tangenting. Did you hear Syntax Seed? Uh, she got interviewed on with uh, with Cal Evans. I, I've never she, been she interviewed mentioned, by Cal. And she mentioned PHP Ugly on there. I'm not falling for that twice. <laughs> not falling for it twice, you bastard. I've never been interviewed <laughs> John, have you ever been interviewed by Cal? Not on Voices no. of the Elephant. No, Thomas. Thomas, you? Uh, you? No, it was wasn't an interview. It was more of an accusation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> His lawyers interviewed me, but no, <laughs> no. Wow, we are not as we are not as high up the food chain as our listeners. Once more, our listeners are definitely more influential. In the communities than we are. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta get to work on that. I have a, a whiteboard now that has some of my uh, personal goals, and uh, oh yeah, yeah. The first one is uh, list personal goals on whiteboard. Good <laughs> 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 Next one, get bigger whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> get smaller whiteboard. This one is making it look like making it making me look bad. I I forgot that uh, I I'd given my encryption. It's for more than just password stock at Nomad for Nomad PHP. Sorry, talking about Cal Evans, I went searching. I uh, I before I, I'll I'll let you in a little secret. Before you and I became friends, John, uh, way before you and I became friends. Well, it couldn't have been way before, but pretty before. I actually emailed Cal Evans and and uh, had nominated you for Voices of the Elephant. I think it was mm-hmm. Voices of the Elephant. As a thank you for bringing the user group back to San Diego, and I, I'd written Callis, you know, long thing. Yeah, you know, we didn't have a user group for years. Blah 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 blah. And you know, this guy comes in from Florida and starts it up. And yeah, you, so uh, yeah, I'm glad that that helped. <laughs> you had mentioned that you had done that a long time ago. If you, oh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't realize I ever told you yeah, that. You yeah. If you want the whole story, it's in the latest edition of PHP Architect profile on user groups. That's true. That's true. We talked about this the last show, right? It, it, it had already come out, didn't it? Yeah. 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 Okay. I, I have the physical copy. The physical copy came in yesterday. That was fun to, to see my face in print. It doesn't <laughs> help. I mean, without the wanted, without the words wanted over top of it or. Dead or whatever. No, that would be cool if that was the case. Jeez, never been that important. Do you guys want some? Uh, do you guys want some PHP news? Let's do something PHP, man. I feel like I have not had a lot of PHP in my life this last week. I've been in meetings and crap, and I I do realize that I hate PHP and XML. XML, I hate XML. My God, I hate XML. Yeah, XML is the worst. All right, yes, give us some PHP news, Thomas. Let's do PHP stuff. 
Uh, voting has passed for RFC union types. What would union types be? Uh, so that, that type of union? Uh, we've got the the strict and the loose typing now in PHP 7, um, mm-hmm. where you can say that this function or method returns an integer. Uh, union types simply allow you to say an integer or a float or an array. So you can say that the, this method will return one of these acceptable types um, mm. or accepts these acceptable types. Uh, so this gives some flexibility to developers. It's just a, a pipe between it, between the type definition. So where you would normally say int, you just say int pipe float. Really simple. I don't know how I feel about this. How do you, how do you guys feel about this? It, it seems to take away the the whole strict typing, the whole, the word strict from strict typing. Well, it's actually union types are very very common. Um, are they? Yeah. I, let me go back into the RFC here. They they reference. Oh boy. Well, you can you can support them in um, doc blocks previously because you can mm-hmm. do anything in your doc blocks. So searching through GitHub, he found uh, 14,000 references to union types in doc blocks and 25,000 parameter union types. Um, and internals references union types 336 times in the internals but, code. But my point being is you, you could you, you get very... So, so the examples they're using in the RFC of a knit float a knit or float. I mean, those are, I can understand why you would have those two types, but there's nothing you could have a knit array, right? I mean, there's nothing, right. There's nothing policing that. Um, the, the classic reference here is, uh, int or false. Uh, this Mm -hmm. is something that PHP does quite frequently where it can, if it fails, it will silently fail and return false or null. Uh, mm-hmm. And they want that to be an acceptable way of developing, seeing as that is how you're supposed to develop using internal, you know, standard methods. Um, so you can set, he, he gives examples for what's uh, called a pseudotype, which is false. It can't return true. It can return integers or false. Hmm. Um, it's uh, it's common with stuff that's going to return a result or null. Um, it could. Know, it just seems like it opens itself up to sloppy code again. I think in some cases it does, uh, but I think there are definitely, again, libraries that could use this much more effectively than end-user code. Um, mm-hmm. Frameworks could, you know, for example, uh, Laravel has a ton of magic methods that can return a bunch of different types depending on how you call them or what you call them with. Um, and I have plenty of cases in my code where I have methods that detect being called in a legacy pattern Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm passing in an array, then it's the legacy style of processing. 
And if I'm passing in an object, then it's the new style of handling it. Mm-hmm. So there's logic in the methods. And yeah, that's not the right, great way to do things, but it's the reality of getting it done in time and having it out the door. And it's and having the union types is better than just allowing anything to come in or go out. Right. Yeah. At, least, guess, at least you have an, yeah. idea, an idea of what you're accepting. I, I yeah. see that all the time where it, it's expecting a value or an array. And if it's an array, you're going to process each value within it. Something like that. Not the, right. That's, that's like a said, very common best, example. Not the best way to do it, but a way. And then there's other cases like testing. Uh, if you're going to be running test suites, then having union types allows you to be stricter with your typing while still allowing some flexibility. Um, and, oh, I had, a, I had a great example and I just lost it. Hmm. So there you go. It makes you forget things. <laughs> um, no, for, uh, for actually for handling compiled code or just-in-time uh, code processing... Uh, it will still improve performance to have union types instead of no typing whatsoever. Did you guys happen to notice uh, Taylor's tweet today? He is Symphony Five get, was released today. Did I get blocked? Probably. I mean, if <laughs> if he realizes, um, Symphony Five was released today, and he says we began the process of moving to Symphony Five components a few days ago. Thanks to the help of Graham, uh, will be part of the February Laravel release. So I'm wondering if that means if that's going to become Laravel seven or because that's a that's a pretty big. I mean, you got to think that's a pretty big jump, right? If they're using Symphony five it components, doesn't, I mean, it doesn't matter how big the jump is. He's he's just going to give it the next number, no matter how big or small the jump is. No, but 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 okay, but. But let's let's t- let's talk through if it should if it should be the big jump. I mean, that's the thing, right? If they're breaking changes, it has to be the next. It has to be the next number. But correct? is it well, is Symphony it breaking code that we would be writing against the framework? Right, right. Yeah. So that's all that matters. Right. It doesn't matter what what actually changes in his code. He could refactor his code to be one hundred percent different, and still just be a minor revision. So you're saying he he could potentially be bringing in the Laravel five components, but still handle things in his code so that there there are no breaking changes from a Laravel perspective. Right, right. I got gotcha. you. So as long as okay. it, as long as I mean I've said this before, as long as the method signatures are the same, then it's a patch level change. Mm-hmm. If the method signature changes, breaking backward compatibility, then that's a major revision. But if the method signature doesn't change, then fundamentally backward compatibility isn't broken. So he should Uh be a minor revision. Unless the return is completely different, right? The return value is part of the signature. The signature is the input values and the expected output values. This is what I love about the, the strict typing is that you could write a script really quick that went over every single method, compared it to the previous signature database, and said, this is compatible, move it forward. With your, te- with your normal test suite. That's, I mean, that should be it. That should be a script that he can run in 10 seconds using reflection. Yeah, libraries that use other libraries 
it doesn't matter what's in there. They can change right. major versions all they want. It doesn't change your code. Right. If I replace the engine in my car with a completely different engine that runs on compressed natural gas instead of normal gasoline, as long as the right pedal goes and the left pedal stops, I don't need to learn how to drive the car again. So, yeah, he can he can absolutely import everything from Symphony 5 without needing to have a completely different major version number. Okay. Well, then in that case, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, if he does end up having to come out with a new major version number. We know because- what's going to happen. He's gonna give us a major what? version number this month. You don't know. I think you don't. I think seven four comes out in the on the twenty eighth. So this this is why everybody calls you a hater, man. And by everybody, I mean me, basically. Me and Michael Dorinda. We we both sit there and make fun of you. All right. Uh, some other uh, exciting news. A, a particular project I have been waiting for finally reached beta. Um, if you're familiar with statmic i'm not even sure how to pronounce it it's s-t-a-t-a-m-i-c how would you pronounce that statmic sure statmic statmic <laughs> anyways th- this has been around for a while uh in the laravel world it, it's a uh it's a uh one of these uh implementations that allow you to build websites without a database or anything so it builds static websites um and it, it's all based it's all built with Laravel um and we've actually been waiting for the next version to come out beta 3 because uh in version 3 you can implement it into an existing Laravel application so before it, it had to be its own project right static it was its own project you built your website with it you moved on life was great now you can actually pull it into an existing Laravel project with beta with version three and the beta was released today and you can you can, I, I i'm just i just pulled it into uh, a client's project that we've been waiting to use it for and um it's it's going along swimmingly so far we we have a the the client project is a mixture between a pretty big spy application and then other marketing sites and um we're handling priorities of routes so i need to i need to fix the priorities of the routes so that my stagnant stuff doesn't get caught up with the authentication piece but um but it it installed on top of a fairly hefty laravel application and uh didn't complain so it's a good start we'll see we've got a lot of stuff a lot of customization to like the user table uh permissions things like that so i'm really going to be curious if this is going to play good from a to z but i'm off to a good start static didn't complain being installed on top of it but the client sure hated it that's pretty just trying to make it just trying to make you laugh jeez so serious that's not your job you're the business end he is the business end i'm the i'm the i don't know what i am i'm I'm a waste, a waste of time. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> what's what's this? What's uh, the deal with this Tesla Cybertruck? I keep seeing all of a sudden. Uh, it has nothing to do with coding. Okay, it's, that, uh, I'm sure there is some code question? put into it to make it happen. Um, yeah, it's uh, ugly as sin. Is it a real thing now? Uh, they announced it. 
it's forty thousand dollars, and uh, it's it's on our Slack channel. It's Tesla. Wait, forty thousand? You mm-hmm. said that's actually affordable. Yes, Tesla.com slash Cybertruck. It's affordable, and it looks affordable. The cyber truck, all one word. Mm-hmm. Let me take a look at this. Should I be? Uh, I wish I knew how to uh, share my browser with this new software. I still get, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it looks like it was designed by the unholy corpse of John DeLorean. Oh my god! What the hell is that? It looks like. Uh, it looks like a Mars like, Mars rover. Like it, it looks like exactly. something you would take to the moon. What was the movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger went to Mars? It looks like it looks like something from there. I, I oh, um, Total Recall. Total Recall. No, they had much better looks, vehicles than Total Recall. Is this a real thing? Yeah, that's it's for sale now. What's um, with the pyramid tip? What? How is this a truck? No, well, that's a solar panel. If you no, yeah, if you scroll. scroll if you scroll down, you'll see the truck version or the the open trunk. What? I want one. That's awesome. This it, is it's strange, bizarre. I would drive it for sure. We're in the future. Oh wait a minute! Does it really have a stove and stuff back there? No, those are like that's like optional features. Hmm. I don't know. It's forty thousand dollars is actually appealing though. I mean. Yeah, that's the thing. Is forty thousand dollars is appealing, but the vehicle itself is absolutely not. You have no it is sen- it is you, ugly. You just don't have a, a good sense of taste or whatever. It's I'm pretty. To say. It, it's it's pretty nice on the inside. I mean, it's pretty nice on the inside. That's see. My thing is, if you saw one on the road, you'd go, "Wow, what is that?" But if you saw ten of them on the road, you'd go, "Oh, another one of those." I'm going to get one now before there's 10 of them on the road. <laughs> when when is this supposed to be available like in 5 years or something? Well, remember with Tesla, the idea of supposed to be available and actually available are two totally unrelated things. This is the most oh, bizarre only it, s- I assume that is a that that is a solar panel, right? Is that the idea? No, I think it's a sliding metal no, it's a solar panel. It's clearly a solar panel. Well, interestingly, on the site, you can secure your uh, Cybertruck for $150. Uh, $100, um, from what I'm seeing. Uh, you'll be able to complete your configuration as production nears in late 2021. 2021. Only 7000 for self-driving. Why are you seeing a different site than I am? Because I'm Scroll. looking. He's at... or he's ordering it. He's going through the customization and ordering it as you speak. Scroll down to the bottom and click buy now. Oh no, I'm sorry. It thinks I'm in Canada. That's why. <laughs> oh man, the try yeah. get the self driving. The tri motor version is seventy grand plus seven thousand for self driving. One hundred dollar down payment. Mm-hmm. Sold. Now the now. the self driving thing is very interesting because I watched an episode of Nova where they discussed self driving vehicles, and that's like it goes from one to five. One is a completely manual vehicle, and five is a completely automated vehicle. Self driving is a four or a five, but the current Tesla is a level three. The uh, what do they call it? autopilot right. is a three, right? 
And the the Uber that killed a woman was a four. But there's there's nothing even close to a level five yet, which is what would be required for self driving. Right, right. And it looks like a it looks like a toy. It now, was odd looking. And and the the on stage demonstration did not go well um, because they rolled Why? what happened. They rolled one out on stage today, showing it in front of a big live audience and streaming it live on YouTube and stuff. And they were talking about the windows are this new type of Tesla glass which is extremely durable, which they showed by throwing a steel ball at the window and the window immediately shattered. <laughs> and they said, well, there's, there's several windows on this thing. Let's try it again and see if we can show how tough the windows are. So they picked up the metal ball and threw it at the other window and it shattered as well. <laughs> so it's your classic, yeah, it's classic nice. Microsoft so, so press conference issues. Don't- don't throw balls at, at your Tesla windows. I got it. No problem. This thing's supposed to have a 500-plus mile range, though? That's, that's, that's actually super, super appealing. That means I could drive this out to Phoenix. <laughs> I mean, once again, it's... On one charge. It's super appealing if it didn't look like this. I don't know. I'm getting over the looks, man. I'm getting over the looks real quick. <laughs> 500 miles on a... Ch- on a charge means you could drive from here to Phoenix without without issue. Charge it up. That's that's a long drive. Well, that's I mean, the that's, a lot that's of the driving. that's the three motor model. So if you want to get that model, that's going to cost you seventy thousand. Yes. Well, seventy seven because I am getting the uh, I am getting self-driving. the self driving selected. Uh, so that that's definitely going to going to be happening. But uh, wow. Man, that's I don't know, man. All of a sudden, this went from "What the hell is this?" to ah, "I could I could drive around in one of these." Uh, Sam, glad happy I was able to derail us. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, we were. I not mean, there. how many cars have come out that like the CR? What was the Honda, the CRT one, the that little weird boxy one that every everybody bought? It's like those were hideous looking vehicles, but everybody loved them. Right, but they're you'll, still you'll hideous. You learn to love this one too. No, yeah, you learn to love it. Five hundred miles on a charge. I'm telling you, that's appealing. Five hundred miles. That's. I think that's 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 a break point for me right there. I like that. All right, can we get back on track? Can we talk about code? Where are we at? Are we almost done. I feel like we've been talking. Yeah, wow, forty so, minutes. That's it for crying out loud. One of the things whose idea was to do podcasting. One of the things that I know Eric loves is the Brave browser. Potato needs help with uh, with converting some templates. Thomas, he has to go to sleep right now, though. So don't worry about it. Well, he's listening to the right podcast then. <laughs> uh, so Brave has officially launched. The 1.0 version of their browser. Um, Somehow it's being called both a privacy-focused browser and an advertiser-friendly browser. Those two things don't seem the most compatible to me. Not really. No. But I know that that you're into that thing, and that's just another thing we'll have to support. Are you still using it, Eric, or did you (laughs) bail on it? I I actually... Listen to Grumpy on a couple of podcasts, and I decided to really give Firefox uh, another go. So I have moved back over to Firefox, 
and kind of support of because in in, in all honesty, I you know I, I've always liked Mozilla's mission and who they are and you know everything about it. So I after listening to Grumpy talk about it again, I'm like, God damn it, I really need to give Firefox another try. So I I've been quietly on Firefox probably now for about the last well before before uh world so probably two months two three months now i've been on firefox and i i i still so what i do now is i have a chrome i still keep chrome open for all the google suite stuff um gmail all of our documents the meetings uh but that's the only thing i use it for everything else gets used uh firefox uh I'm using a Firefox, and and I've gotten to the point now where I've even forgotten that that's the case. I just I'm just, I'm just always using it. So, uh, Microsoft announced that the the Edge Chromium version is going to be launched in January, and they've given us a new logo to look at for the browser, and it does look like they took one of your Wave PHP mockups. For their logo. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I miss I miss Wave PHP. Me too. We we gotta do that again. Gotta do that again sometime, John. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> After we've given all of our employees benefits, four hundred one ks. Yeah, you know, like we got money laying around. Do it. Why not? I would. Uh, I would. But you want to buy a Tesla Cybertruck? What's that? I said I, I would do Wave PHP again, but you want to buy a Tesla Cybertruck. Oh, oh are we going to buy that through the company? Okay, I'm good with that, too. It's the, the perfect Tesla. surface to paint. It's just unpainted stainless steel. Yeah. You, could, you could get Diego Dev marketing all over that thing. And plus, and Radar won't pick it up. Ralph in Discord asked earlier, uh, he was working his way through uh, our back catalog and asked where we where I ended up with the uh, serverless stuff that I did with Vapor, um, and uh, I told him I, th- I thought we had discussed it, but well, specifically was he was okay interested in, in the financial effect. Right, right, exactly. And so, uh, so I pulled it up here. Um, I, think, I thought I had a way to, to kind of recap what we did. We we've only launched uh, the serverless. We only lo- launched Vapor with one application. It was really a test application. It was our user group uh, app. It was an exact example of a website that you don't probably want to do serverless because the expense is just way too high. Um, Now, keep in mind, we ran this on a shared droplet that was costing us about $15 a month before we did this. So that's kind of your baseline, right? (laughs) I mean, that's how small this application was. Month the the month over month cost for running it on the serverless architecture right now is about a hundred dollars. Our, our our bill's one hundred eight. We actually have two apps out there right now. What? Um, it's around a hundred dollars. The big expense. The big the yeah yeah yeah. The big expense is uh well the 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 uh. EC2 instance itself is uh, running us about $60. Um, and now you and have then, to have the EC2 instance because it's running the EC2 router, right? 
So we had uh, right. We, we had the, discussed the, the, ways of reducing the cost in a previous episode um, by replacing the router with a, a self-hosted router. Right. And, and I think that's even an option. And I, I really haven't had the time to get back into Vapor. We, we've been so heads down on um, projects that we just haven't had time to circle back. Matter of fact, I should probably discontinue this until we're able to address it again just so the expense doesn't get out of hand but um but the ec2 stuff is costing us around 60 bucks the other big expense is uh well so the other expense is uh we're, we're having to use rds um that's just how how this works uh so instead of having a database on the server, which is obviously cheaper, we're using Amazon's RDS service, which is, which is probably one of their more expensive services. And that's running us uh, $20 a month. Um, outside of that, the Lambda itself, which is uh, the, the kind of things that like ex- gets execu- executed, the uh, Lambda itself is only costing us uh, $12. And uh, there's elastic cash is costing us about nine. There's a couple nickel and dime things over here um, that probably aren't even worth mentioning. Those are the big things. Yeah. Uh, so, so we took this off of servers that we're still paying for because we have other stuff running on it to spend quite a bit of money. Right, John, your so mic's, to your mic's making that annoying sound again. <laughs> My voice is yeah, going to do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> So just just to kind, kind the, the of, voice of reason you're talking what's, about. What's, if you ever have to, if you ever have to baseline this for work, you can just round it off to about a hundred dollars uh, an application to run run in a serverless environment. Which you know a, a, a healthy size application. I mean, and that's where you start. That's that's your break point, right? It's like when does my application cost me more to run on hardware? Uh, because you you have you have load balancing, you have I mean all this stuff is taken care of with serverless. So if we were actually running this on bigger servers, multiple instances where we already had our RDS server, you know, hundred hundred bucks we could eat, we could quickly approach a hundred bucks with without a lot of effort. So so yeah, about a hundred bucks um, is where is where it's at right now for us, but. We haven't done anything to try to reduce that cost, and we haven't done anything to uh, actually, really, at this point, just get rid of it. So, which we'll probably be doing here the at the start of the year. We we really have to go through and kind of audit our our environment, our our internal environment. It's, it's like the whole chef thing, right? He comes home from cooking all day in the restaurant. He doesn't want to cook at home. It's like we're we're managing servers for all of our clients. We don't want to manage our own servers. <laughs> so we have so many servers that just really need some attention and, and need to get cleaned up. I hope that helped you, Ralph. Are you guys ready for a, a touch of doom and gloom to close us out? I think that'd be fantastic. Let's, let's hear it. Well, I want to start with your doom and gloom. You have a, you have a ticket here. Hackers are using a bug in PHP 7 to remotely hijack web servers. Oh, I remember this article. I don't remember the details. Moving on. Well, what are the details? <laughs> Just, I don't know. I didn't read it. I wanted you to. Oh, my to, God. Then why did that. you bring it up? <laughs> you, you have the ticket. Open the damn ticket. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm even in Trello. 
It's a whole thing. Uh, well, it's all the security shit. The uh, so uh, previously, .org domains were handled by the Public Interest Registry. Um, they were at a fixed low cost for nonprofits, and uh, they have been, you know, for nonprofit domain registrations for a long time. Uh, you know. 30 years. However, on June 30th, uh, ICANN voted to remove the price caps on .org domains so that they could be sold for any price. And uh, last week, PIR, Public Interest Registry, announced that they were being purchased by Ethos Capital, a private equity firm, meaning now the .org environment is completely out of the hands of the nonprofit people that it used to be run by and it no longer has a cap on its pricing. Oh, that's a little disappointing to hear. Yeah. And on top of that, the before the decision to remove the price caps, uh, you could publicly comment on the the pending decision. And out of three thousand public comments, only six of them were in favor of the change. So no one's quite sure why ICANN made this decision, and it seems like uh, private int- or public interest registry knew that this decision could affect them being purchased. But the company purchasing them says they don't have plans to exorbitantly increase the prices, mm-hmm. but they definitely have plans to increase prices, <laughs> which is stupid. Mm. All right. Um, I don't know. I think this is a good spot to end it. I feel like we, we didn't talk a lot about, uh, about work, but or coding. Maybe we should do that. We didn't talk last week. Really been off our game lately. I blame you, Thomas. You've been, you've been dragging. Well, I'll, I'll have some architecture comments to make next week. Okay. Um, because the, the project, like I said, refactoring the project that took a couple months immediately after pushing it live is an architectural well, issue a, wait a second. and a feature creep Don't we issue. Have a, is it next week uh, Thanksgiving? Is, it's Turkey Day next week. It is. Are we going to, uh, are we going to record? No. no. Okay. <laughs> that that no. makes that easy. I will be sitting in front of my computer talking to myself, though. Why is that? Just because that's what I do when you guys cancel on recording together. Oh, if you want, I'll record. I'll Just record turn off, with you. Thomas. Turn off all the lights. I'll record with you. I I, I know John's not going to record. It, it, it's a struggle to get this guy on. I fired him a couple times, and he, then he shows back up. <laughs> <laughs> let let me back in. Tell me. Can, can we close up? Can we close up with a two second review of the latest episode of Mister Robot? Sure. Uh, What's what up? the fuck? Yeah, really? That's how I feel about it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Ugh. Yep, you gotta watch Mr. Robot. Ugh. You know Silicon Valley's going too, right? Yeah, Silicon Valley's on its last season. The Good Place is on its last season. Mr. Robot's last season. Ash vs. Evil Dead is last season. Uh, but a, there's three others that I watched on a regular lots basis. Of last seasons, so. uh, Jim Jeffries' show just ended. You, you still haven't gotten into Mr. Robot, have you, John? I watched the first season and for some reason never picked it back up. <laughs> I, and I like the, the first, first is still my don't. favorite. There's not many shows that I, Good. there's n- uh, not many shows that I watch by myself. So it's either a show I watch with my wife or yeah. I don't watch TV. If you're looking for something crazy, there's Watchmen, which is totally actually insane. I'm enjoying it. Are you watching it? 
Yeah, it's insane. I like it. It's so, it's so crazy. I like it. It's there's such a there's such a lack oh. of world building information in the very beginning yeah. of it that you're just thrown into this completely confusing, bizarre. Have world. Uh, have any of you guys watched the new uh, Matador or the Disney Plus Boba Fett thing? Uh, the Mandalorian. Mandalorian, yeah, yes, Mandalorian is fantastic. It's very well done with baby baby. Yoda. It is. It is so good. Yeah. All right. That was a good review. <laughs> I just Did signed you? up for Disney Plus today. I, I haven't watched anything. I I, I, I have. Anymore, I, I have said that's it. it. Disney Plus is the last streaming service I'm signing up for. I'm not signing up for any more. I uh, I have Hulu. I have Disney. <sighs> Did you? Did you get your no, because I do Hulu? the Hulu with with uh, without commercials, without and all ads. That. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you can still link up. You still link them together, and you get a six dollar credit on your Disney Plus account. So oh. do you link? But you just the only you link them together just by signing up with the same email address, right? So I did do that. I I did do that. Right. Uh, so so you should see on your Disney Plus account. But don't you also have to do credit. ESPN or something? Oh yeah, you need the Disney Plus okay. package. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I have that. I'm that. I'm glad they make it so simple Maybe to I use. Didn't. Maybe I didn't need to do that then, because you're right. Uh, Why did I do that? <laughs> I'm not an ESPN. I uh, I probably will not be keeping Disney Plus after the Mandalorian ends. Yeah, I mean, there, there's nothing else on there that I either don't own or don't care to watch anymore. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's not. The, it's the, not like it's. The deciding factor for me was the uh, National Geographic stuff, and I looked through what they had, and I was yeah. Not there's no, there's nothing there for National Geographic. It was all just kind of like really, and it's like they don't even have like they have. I I thought it was everything that they had released, and it's not. Like I I didn't see Ant Man two. I didn't see the yeah. Toy Story. So it's like, okay, well, you still have to buy the stuff, apparently. I really wanted to see Song of the South because I wanted to explain it to my children that when I was growing up, that that was just starting to become not okay. <laughs> and if they see it now, they would they would lose their minds that this was a Disney movie. Yeah. They have the sound of music. That's worth keeping it around for. Hills are lined no. with the sound of music. All right. I guess you just. All right. You just that's it. Out. <laughs> Episode 170. Gungan. We're in the can. I'm Eric Ann Johnson. I'm John Gungan. You already said that. I'm Tom Rideout. Keep it ugly. Keep it Keep ugly. Keep it ugly. Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly, and thanks to our sponsor, the Diego Dev Group. If you're looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. Show notes can be found at www.phpugly.com. Follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at PHP Ugly. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or directly off the PHP Ugly RSS feed. A rating of five stars on iTunes is appreciated. Submit articles to phpugly at reddit.com slash r slash phpugly. Until next week, keep it ugly.